This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Had to dig our cars and driveways and walkways out of about, you know, seven, eight inches of snow. But we are here for one-on-ones NFL Friday. Can you see Nolan Silvernagle with you today? Matt Morrow and Julian Adienza behind the glass. It is a frigid day. My ears are, believe it or not, still about to fall off. They are yeah, so Kenny, cold. You looked really cold when you came in it, today. Uh, it, uh, it's, yeah, you can definitely tell it's freezing out, and, you know, it has that great NFL playoff mood. You know, cold weather equals NFL playoffs. It does, and this is, I think, to me, hopefully the environment that we get for the Super Bowl here in New York. It should be uh, a pretty cold one. Julian Adienza commenting, of course, that I had the calm Coughlin face where I don't know if I had <laughs> – the Coughlin, I don't you know, know if you had frostbite rosy, forming the on rosy his face. red, the rosy red cheeks, and <laughs> I think it's the Coughlin face to me is most personified when Matt Dodge uh, lost the Giants oh, that geez. game yeah. because he was or no it was uh, yeah I, I think it was that game because it was freezing Philly. it was week seventeen yeah. right and and he just. Uh, he was screaming, he was yelling, and his face was all red. And he was that—that that to me is the best Coughlin face. But um, obviously, a lot of Eli Manning faces to pick from too. This week in football, though, uh, without the Giants or the Jets, mm-hmm. it is focused yep. on the Wild Card Weekend. These four matchups between eight teams, and the last three years, Nolan, the Super Bowl winner has come from Wild Card Weekend to go all the way to the Super Bowl. Baltimore did it last year. The Packers most famously did it a few years back. The Giants as well in 2011. So and the Giants in 2007 too. So both of the times yeah, the Giants yeah. have won. This is a big time weekend, and we're gonna see. To me, the best matchup is between the 49ers and the Packers because we'll see the two I think most dangerous teams facing each other on the NFC side, and then of course the Saints. And the Eagles, you're going to have Drew Brees against Nick Nick Foles, Foles, who, of course, looked up to Drew Brees growing up. And on the AFC side, San Diego backing into the playoffs, you know, the the whole controversy about there should have been a penalty there. Yeah, they should have gone in or What do you think about that? Because everyone will – there was that, Mm -hmm. and then there was the Peyton Manning thing where, oh, you know, should you have gotten the seven-yard completion order, which was the dumbest thing in the world. Um, yeah, because it mattered because he ended up throwing for like fifty-five. Right, but I mean, anyway, I, I, right? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was kind of obviously, um, you know, a forward pass. Mm-hmm. As by the way, I completely undersold that Foles Breeze matchup. It, it it is actually Foles and Breeze went to the same high school. Yeah, ten, um, uh, I believe it, like ten years exactly. Right, and, and I think they were the only two guys to bring their team to the championship game. Breeze won it. But Foles lost it um, in the Maybe championship that's a game. I think, for, uh, right. I think over the tomorrow. past like twenty or something years, that that's the case. But um, either way, I think that's going to be the most intriguing matchup of everything. Because why is that to you? For for me, because when you hear Saints Eagles, and for the majority of the season, I mean the Saints. I mean uh, the Eagles. They really had to come in hot. They had to win seven straight or eight straight, however many they had to win. But for the first half of the year, they were three and five. They were not a good team. And when you hear the New Orleans Saints, when you hear Drew Brees, you almost always think that this team has to be a favorite going into most of their contests. But just because they're on the road, because of how cold it's going to be, I think that's going to play such a factor in this game. So even though all fingers are pointing to this should be the Saints game, that's not the case whatsoever. I think it's going to be an absolute toss-up against two two really good teams. I mean, the Eagles, you can argue, has been one of the best teams for the last half 
of the season. And, you know, they haven't lost. And Nolan, you you said it. This is an Eagles team that lost five of seven mm-hmm. and then won seven of eight. I mean, that is yeah. That is one of that's like one of those baseball games, and we've we saw it uh, maybe like six years ago. I think it was with the Yankees and the Rays, and uh, they ended up w- they won by seven runs, and they were losing going into like the eighth inning by like eight runs. And I mean that is just a complete one eighty yeah, yeah, in your season. Exactly to to do that. I mean to lose. They lost to the Giants in Week Eight. The Giants. No, no. no. What we, what a remember, bad team. We remember if you go back to that week, that's when um, Bobby Gubin, our fantasy expert, said if. If the John, if the Eagles put in um um blanking Bryce on his Brown? name. Oh, no, Michael the quarterback. Vick? No, uh Nick Foles? The other one. Matt Barkley. They said if they Matt put in Barkley. if they put in Matt Barkley, then that means the Eagles have given up on their season. That means it's over. Like Michael Vick will stay in the game. Sure enough, they put in Matt Barkley. Everyone thought like this is it. You lost to the Giants. You're three and five. Mike Vick is out. And they they've just they've taken off. I mean, they hit the ground running since then. No one had this team doing what they did, and that's why everyone should think that this is going to be an easy win for the Saints, but the Saints have never won a road game in the playoffs ever. And So what, what's the thing that's going to change against this red-hot Eagles team? That's going to be a great matchup, a great matchup. And, Fol- and Foles is really the, the biggest part of that because, Absolutely. I mean, I, I got to admit, I didn't believe that this kid had this type of performance in him no. to, win, no, no one to win 7 of 8, and, and he has really, really wowed everybody. I mean, on the season, he ends up uh, – Thrown for twenty-seven touchdowns and two thousand, almost three thousand yards, and which twelve is, starts, right? Yeah, which is really incredible. Games. Yeah, I mean, he threw for what seven in that one Only start, two picks. Which yeah, is unbelievable. I think his Q- final QBR was third highest in uh, league history. Like, granted, he didn't play the full sixteen games, so gotta k- take that into account. But um, still, third highest of all time. I think it was around one twenty. Uh, that that's unbelievable. He's the real deal right now, right this season. That, so I think that game of all is going to be the most intriguing matchup. But obviously we'll talk a lot more um, going forward with that. Well, why don't we continue to talk about this matchup? Because we'll, we'll kind of break it down. You know, we have four games, so we'll go with this one first. We'll finish off the NFC, which to me, to me, is the most intriguing one between the Niners and the Packers. And then we'll move to the AFC, talk a little New York football at the end. And we'll get you guys out of here. And uh, you know what, though? I mean, maybe you guys don't really want to get out of here because you're probably just sitting in front of a well, nice fireplace yeah. and, uh, you know, enjoying life, drinking some cho- hot chocolate, some coffee. Well, Kenny has a bus to catch to I do, uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. And, and Matthew and so does our Morrow behind, Matt the, behind the glass because we got to go to go to UMass. That's going to be a fun trip. All right, but, snow. yeah, let's, let's keep talking about the match. I mean, it's going to be the most fun to talk about, most fun to watch. Um Especially because of the Saints' record on the road. I mean, you look at 0-5, never have won a playoff game away from the Dome. And it's not like they're going to play on the road in, in, in Dallas or in Minnesota or, like, where there's all, where it's already Dome areas. I mean, you're going to Philadelphia right after this historically cold day. It's going to be awful for them to play in. I don't know if they're going to be able to adjust to it. Well, you look at the Eagles, right? You, you could talk about records all you want with the Saints. You know, they, they haven't won on the road. But the Eagles are 19-20 and 20, uh, playoff-wise against the Saints. So wow. they have really been, you know, pretty neutral. Um, like neutral in, as in, 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 oh, in the Yeah, it, it says playoff record here. I think it's actually playoff record in general. I think in – the history of the league, they're only 19 and 20. That doesn't seem right, though, because maybe maybe it does. Because there have been quite a few seasons in the in the NFL, but maybe they're 19 and 20 in general uh, in the playoffs, which would be quite bizarre. 
the fact that they, they've been so split. But you look at these guys, right, against common opponents. I think this is what I really like to look at. Uh, the teams that they've both played. Okay, and New Orleans yeah. is 5-0. and They played, they both, the Tampa Bay, they played twice. Dallas, Chicago, Arizona, they beat them all. And Philly's only loss came to Dallas. So, the obviously, the Saints had no trouble with Dallas. Philly lost to Dallas once. They obviously beat them last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you make of that because the Cowboys, to me, were one of the best teams in the NFC, you know, obviously looking at divisions. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to win the NFC East. But it, I think a lot of people But did, I think yeah, around definitely. the middle of the season, we kind of started to see the wheels sort of fall off with the Cowboys, and the Eagles end up losing to the Cowboys week 7, 17-3. to I mean, they had nothing but this going was before for them falls. It was. This was three falls, yeah. But so are we so are we going to only assess the Eagles then on because LaShawn McCoy didn't put together a good half a season. He put together a good whole season. That's and LaShawn McCoy to me is one of the biggest reasons that this team is where it is right now. Yeah. I don't know what we take then from that first half of the season because they got blown out by the Cowboys seventeen to three. LaShawn McCoy only had fifty five yards on eighteen carries. And Foles did play that game. He was 11 for 29 for 80 yards. Uh, got sacked three times. Matt Barkley came in through three picks. I mean, it was just an awful game. Yeah, yeah, that's just a real bad game. But, yeah, that's a good one to point out. And that's interesting that um, you bring that up, Kenny, because that's something I forgot about. Um, with with the Eagles this past Sunday, they had to win against a Tony Romo-less Cowboys. And I kind of want to have your opinion and maybe even the guys behind the glass. Do you think – the Cowboys would be the team hosting the Saints if Romo's in that game. You know, to do the Eagles get lucky? Because that game was – they only won by two points. You know, they got the interception on the final drive. I think uh, it'd be crazy to say no. Exactly, I think yeah. that you, Romo would absolutely make a huge difference in that game. Mm-hmm. And the way the Eagles played it uh, – well, Kyle Orton had a great game. So no, Yeah, yeah, he definitely stepped into be, a very tough position. It's not like you sure. can you can, you know, mathematically say, okay, Romo's in there, they'll score, you know, 12 more points and it would be a seven-point win, you know, or whatever. I, I think that Romo would have played equally – to what Orton did. I mean, I think that they would have they would have been pretty similar. I, I, I could maybe see the Romo throwing one more touchdown pass, uh, extending one more drive, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. So, yeah, I think that they would definitely have had a better shot So there's shot definitely to a good Romo. possibility that, you know, in a different universe, the Cowboys would would be or should be the ones hosting the Saints. Right, and, and then, you know, the same re- you know, with the same thing, you look at the Cowboys and you look at, you know, a good running game with DeMarco Murray as well as LaShawn McCoy. Romo is, is very comparable to Foles. I mean, these are two pretty similar teams. So the way that we saw Week 17 unravel, I think, was very fitting, it, you know, whether or not it was Orton or Romo. Yeah, definitely. And guys behind the glass, have anything to say about that? Because um, I know if the Cowboys with uh, Kyle Orton— you, got, you guys just you guys just got to interject. Or you, <laughs> uh, come on. I mean, what, what is hey, it? Hey, 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 hey. Like that? Yeah, that. I did. All there right. you go. All right, now, I, well, do you guys think if Nick Foles had been in the starting line and playing as well as he had since the beginning of the year, that that Eagles team is not as good as the Tony Romo-led Cowboys? Because I think if Nick Foles is the starter week one playing as he does, they're a better team than the Cowboys regardless. I think if Romo's in that game, they might win that game, but I don't think even with Romo that they're a better team than the Eagles. I think with Foles playing like he is, Philly's just a better team right now. What from last year, though, made you think that Nick Foles would have been able to put this together? Not, uh, not, not saying he That's what I'm have. saying, though, is that you know you, you look at what he did last year, and if they said, okay, Nick Foles, you're our starting quarterback, I mean, 
Yeah, it, you wouldn't you wouldn't make that connection yet, but I think that it had had it been the case, the way they're playing right now, they're a better team than Dallas. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I think I put stock into the fact that Foles has been with them for he's been waiting for his chance for kind of you know a half a season, and he got a couple opportunities. Um, you know, Vic kind of faltered. He had he had time to kind of gel with the team and. I don't know. I think that it definitely benefited him not playing the first half of the season because you see a lot of quarterbacks grow as the season progresses. And I completely agree with you, Kenny, um, because Vic started out of the gate hot. He had two great games and then kind of faltered after getting dinged up a little bit. And what I think a lot of Philly fans have to remember is that this team took a lot of time to adjust to Chip Kelly's up-tempo offense, and Foles is kind of the beneficiary of that where he – Got, he got into a team where some of the kinks had already been worked out, and he was part That's of the process point. of working out of uh, the, those kinks. And I, I also agree a lot with your other point that in that Philly-Dallas game in Week 17, you have you had two prime opportunities, Dallas in the red zone, where they were forced to kick field goals. And maybe if you have Tony Romo there, who's really good getting out of the pocket and throwing on the run, maybe you get a touchdown in one of those situations. Yeah, and those are all good points. But I, what I'm kind of like viewing this as is if Kyle Orton and the Cowboys were able to put up 22 against the Eagles, what's Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham and uh, what are the Saints going to do? You, you know what I mean? Like, so there, there's so many conflicting forces. It's kind of like what happens when a movable object meets, like, a speeding object or, like, unstoppable the, the, force. The un, uh, immovable objects meets the unstoppable yeah, force. Exactly, yeah, exactly, you know, because <laughs> it's like there's so many conflicting things. It's like, oh, the Eagles have won seven in a row. They're home. Saints have, haven't won on the road, like, in their entire history. But the Eagles, if, if Romo doesn't break his back or whatever happened to him, they're probably not even the ones in this team uh, in this game. I, the Bre- Drew Brees could light this up. So I, I think it's going to be so intriguing. I, I don't know if anyone could confidently pick Either team. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I'm very like, confident you're in very, my pick. Okay, what? Well, are don't we believe, doing picks now or later? Because, yes, we're doing it right now. Okay. Or, no, we're doing it later. Oh, so we're going to hold the suspense. you got to right. keep on listening yes. but, uh, to but, uh, hear this. All, all I'm telling you, and I think a lot of people who might know me well know this, that there's one team that I don't believe in whatsoever that I dislike and that I, I don't <laughs> I don't think is going to get out of the first round. So is round. it more because you dislike this team or because you truly no, believe that they're with, not? I, I dislike them because of their... I dislike the Saints, and I think they're overhyped. <laughs> they're overhyped, and they're they're not the real okay. deal. Okay, there you go. I had to say it. Um, so much for the suspense. So much for all that suspense <laughs> is right. Okay, we're gonna move on to San Francisco and Green Bay uh, at four forty on Sunday, and this one is going to be very tight in my opinion because the Packers coming in hot off a, a big win that Aaron Rodgers throw. They beat the they beat the uh, Bears and. This is a Niners team, though, that I think is maybe the the most dangerous in the playoffs right now. What do you think? Uh, I do think the Niners are probably the better team, and uh, but same thing. It's that it's that advantage. I mean, you you look at uh, some of this is that home field advantage. I mean, temperatures at Lambeau are going to be negative eighteen as a low and zero degrees as a high. I mean, the Packer players, they're used to this. Aaron Rodgers, he's used to this. Are the guys from San Francisco, from Candlestick Park, from, you know, are the 49ers ready to compete and to be able to play in that type of conditions? I really don't know. I absolutely I mean, say it benefits them. Yeah. It ben- it benefits the San Francisco 49ers to play at Lambeau Field because they are a running team. They are a, a, they're not an aired-out team. They're not, like, 
Aaron Rodgers. They're not like Tom Brady. They're not like Peyton Manning. This is a team that runs the ball. They don't gain a lot of yards. Frank Gore is going to have a field day at Lambeau Field. Colin Kaepernick is going to run the option, and he's going to he's going to throw for maybe 200 yards. That's going to be it. This team is going to do very well, despite them being in a warm weather climate here. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I you could, do. I could see where because you you're just said going that you just that. said that it's going to be tough. For no, San well, I, I could see why that would be maybe beneficial for them because they are that running game. They they don't have to pass as much. But I don't know. It, you're not used to that temperature. You're not used to those conditions. And they've, like like how they've the never Packers played are. a cold game this year. I know, I know, but this is going to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. But going, I'm not saying I'm completely buying the Packers, but I'm not saying it's going to be an easy victory for San Fran either. And uh, maybe even more of a reason for that besides the weather is because of what we were talking about before, Kenny, with Eddie Lacy and uh, that injured ankle. He was still uh, limited in practice, right? Yeah, that's going to be tough for the Packers going forward uh, for sure. If he's unable to play it, especially that's going to be tough. I think that... He'll end up playing, but you know how much Eddie Lacy are you going to get? This is a team that is very well coached by Jim Harbaugh. He's three and zero against the Packers, um, and three and two in the playoffs with this time in San Francisco. I think that I just I really think that this is a team that, that they're obviously going to show up and play on on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it you know that's not going to keep them home the weather. And I think that their style is absolutely fit to play at a place like Lambeau Field. And I think. I just think if there's anyone who's going to be able to succeed at Lambeau Field out of all these wild card teams, I would give it to the the um, 49ers. And right. I know that that sounds odd because they're coming from San Francisco and they're you know they play no, in no, warm but you climate. Do make good points, they just played definitely. in Arizona. You know they they um, they played at, at Tampa Bay. And you know I mean the only games really you can look at here that they've played in cold weather are at Washington and maybe at Seattle. And that's at the beginning of the year. So, you know, I, I they've played cold games before, but this year maybe not so much. I still think that they'll be ready. They'll be up there. They'll be up to the task. Jim Harbaugh will certainly figure something out to get these guys prepped for the cold weather. But, I look, this is a team that's 28-19 and 19 in the postseason. And it's the fourth most wins in playoff history, in NFL history in the playoffs at 28 wins. It's a historically great team in the playoffs. They are 12-4 and four right now. There's no team hotter in football. I was just going to ask, maybe more so for the Packers than uh, than for the 49ers, do you throw records out the door because of how of the Packers not having Aaron Rodgers? Because there's just no replacing him. Like, I mean, they're 8-7-1, but Rodgers was out for, what, seven of those games, give or take? But he's back now. Do, do you does it does it even matter that San Fran yeah, has four more ab- wins than them? It absolutely does because I think that the the Niners would still be, you know, I still think the Niners would have, well they're going to have twelve wins regardless because they've had their their team assembled. I think the Packers have ten wins. That's that's about it. So you so you think Rodgers only makes like a roughly a, a tie? He like they win the game against Vikings because they tied the yeah, Vikings ten and six, and then one more win. Yeah, I, I, I okay. I'm not talking about their, their single season record. I'm talking in general playoff wise. The, the Niners yeah, have yeah. the fourth most playoff wins in NFL history, and, and it's a team that's, you know, th- there's a great playoff tradition here. Um, I think when you look at the matchup, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the best quarterback in the wild card round. But honestly, Colin Kaepernick is really not that far behind him. Do you believe that? In the wild card rounds, yeah, I think you can make an argument that Colin Kaepernick is the best quarterback in this round because 
of the way that Aaron Rodgers has been. He hasn't played for a while. He's been hurt for that long. He's only one game in. Yeah, he is coming true. off a, a big game-winning throw against Chicago. But, I, I mean, and I, think I, they, and I, don't, I think I'm they rallied arguing. around that, though. Well, I think right. Well, I'm not that. arguing for that. Yeah. I'm saying, because I just said, I believe Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in this round. But you can definitely, in my opinion, make an argument for Colin Kaepernick. Okay. I mean, who, who else are you going to put up there? I mean, Nick Foles isn't, I don't think, the best quarterback in this round. Alex Smith isn't. Uh, Phil Rivers. Drew Brees. Andy Dalton. Drew Brees has not been Drew Brees this year. He's been good, but he has been, I don't think he's been great. Uh, he threw for 5,000 yards, though, so I guess I should I should kind of step back there. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I would me, take Drew Brees me, over Colin Kaepernick. That's, the way they've been playing so far. Yeah. Because uh, Col- Colin Kaepernick's a dual threat. And in and in Green Bay, that's, that's going to help. Yeah, no, and that's that's that is true. And I'm not I'm not 100 saying the Packers win this game either. Like, not not at all. I mean, Kaepernick destroyed the Packers the last time he played them in the playoffs. I mean, they have no answer for that dual threat, like you said. But I don't know. It's tough to run in negative 10 weather. You know, it's going to be real it's fun gonna, because it's going to be re- it's just going to be really Kaepernick tough conditions. Has a lot to a lot of revenge to take out on the. I mean, he lost in the Super Bowl last year. He lit the league on fire in the postseason, loses in the Super Bowl on in really in a game that they could have won. Uh which yeah, is remarkable which is really remarkable considering the you know the, the kick return by Jacoby Jones coming when it did and and all that. But this is to me uh a a really, really fun matchup. I think the best this week that we're gonna see. Uh on the AFC side, Nolan, the best matchup we're gonna see, I think we can both agree, is going to be the Chiefs and the Colts. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. you've got this is two number one picks batting against each other with Alex Smith and Andrew Luck. And of course the last time that happened was in the NFC championship game in two thousand eleven between Alex Smith and Eli Wait, Manning. So, so are we doing picks now or later? Right? Are we gonna do it all later? Right? Get the guys behind the glass involved? Okay, just just wanted to yeah. see. Okay, you know? Because I'm, I'm just interested to hear. You're just so, you're just so, you're so excited. We should also make them like double or nothing, like have them worth more in the standings. Because uh, I'm ranked, here, here I'm go. ranked like six out of eight in We're the standings. We're gonna do. just saying that because Nolan's in like dead last. I'm not in dead right. last. I'm go, ahead of Kelly. Yeah, 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 you're not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, this is what we're gonna do. This is I'm making an. Thirty. He's pretty far behind. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I'm going to make an executive decision here. We're gonna rank the four <laughs> games as with confidence points. So you're gonna I you're like gonna that. pick one that you're most confident in. You put four. You bet kind of four points on it. That's you awesome. You know what I'm saying? And then like four wins. We right. Can, we right. We dig that. Well, no, it's it's a point. So it, it, they do a, a similar thing in like college bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll pick a game, and you have to rank them in how confident you confident you are. So, say I pick the Chiefs in this game, I'll get four points, and we will. And then if they win, I get four points. If they lose, I'm out four points. The maximum I can get now is is what um, six points. Six. So, okay, perfect. So that, that's what we'll do. Anyway, cool. anyway, sorry. We'll yeah, con- yeah, okay, we'll conti- back, back, back to Chiefs at uh, right, now. Colts. I have to now I have to explain this all over again at the end. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to Chiefs and Colts here. Because it's the matchup of two number one picks, and Alex Smith, to me this year, is he's not gonna uh, not MVP of the AFC in the sense of you know best player, yeah. but I mean I don't know if you could find a, a player really more valuable, or I think you can make an argument there's no player more valuable to his team because or like a bigger pickup from the off season. Well, like, yeah, I, I mean to just me he's been shown to be right, yeah. and I mean. You know, you look at Denver, but Denver's a team that's built. I mean, they're great defense, mm-hmm. wonderful wide receivers. You put a quarterback just a notch below Peyton Manning, uh, and they're still one of the best teams 
in the in the AFC. But I mean, Alex Smith is on the best team in football right now. And the Chiefs, they had eight Pro Bowlers selected, six of them last year, so a little slight improvement there. But he, uh, to me, has been just the difference this year for them because you know you didn't have a quarterback who could really manage the game like he could. No, I mean, Al- Matt Castle wasn't that guy who could nope. lead. I, I my dad uh, always uh, always looks at. He had a he has a nice philosophy because you, know, you look at a quarterback and uh, the way I assess it based on you know what he kind of does is look at a quarterback and you say is that guy could you see that guy winning a Super Bowl, you know what I mean like could you see Mark Sanchez winning a Super Bowl and it was even early on it yeah. was like I don't know yeah I mean Alex Smith I see that guy winning a Super Bowl I don't see Matt Castle ever winning a Super no, Bowl for ever sure not. That, yeah. that's not, I mean that's not a guy I ever had confidence in winning a Super Bowl even when the Raiders you know went and picked Matt picked up Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn's not winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He first comes into the league. That's a guy right there who can win. A, I could see him winning a Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, I, I think that that is first and foremost. You know, before you even start to look at you know what what he's done record wise. I mean, you, you just you could never see some of these guys winning Super Bowls. But like Dalton, I don't think would want to get. I don't think he has the what it, he doesn't have it in him. To bring okay. the Bengals to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But, but Alex Smith, Smith does. can. I can see that. Another player on the Chiefs, and th- those are all very valid points. I think Alex Smith has been a huge difference for the Chiefs, but uh, Jamal Charles has to right. be Jamal Charles. I mean, he was getting some serious MVP consideration. I, I, I saw something. I saw something just ridiculous that uh, as something like 70 or 75% of the plays are run through him in some way, they are used with him. I mean, he is the absolute cog in this machine. They need him. They needed him to be how he is and to continue being this way if they want any shot of having a deep run. I mean, he has absolutely been the mainstay in the majority, the overwhelming majority of their plays for sure. But if you're a Chiefs fan or if you're looking at the Chiefs, are you nervous that they started off 9-0 and and end up as 11-5? and I, I, no I mean, way, they're 2-5. and five. They're 2-5 and five to end out the year. I don't. I don't think so because it was a. It was not an easy schedule for them. They played the Broncos. They played the Chargers, who, in my opinion, are one of the most dangerous teams in the playoffs right now, which we'll get into in just a second. Um, Denver, San Diego, Denver. I mean, that is and that is a tough ask. That, that's tough. It is. That's tough. a very tough. But ask. you're a better team than the Chargers. The Chiefs are a better team. They should. They should beat. They should win that game. You know, but they didn't, and it's gonna be interesting to see. If they can like turn it on because they weren't able to turn it on. You bring up an interesting point because you look at the wins that the Chiefs have had, right? Uh, I, I don't count, I don't count any, whatsoever, any quality wins on a schedule. Not one for the Chiefs. Maybe one, yeah, no, one, yeah. one quality win. because yeah. you beat Jacksonville. All right, great. <laughs> Dallas, week two. I mean, is a big is, win. Yeah, is that the, is that the quality win? That's that's it. Because oh then at Philly early on, Philly wasn't good. Giants, have, the Giants are terrible. The Titans were not a b- good win. Uh, the Raiders, the the Texans, the Browns, the Bills, not good. Then teams. you go a bye week. They're not you, good teams. Denver, you do come. I do applaud them for competing with Denver the way they did. You lose to San Diego twice. You lose to Denver twice. You you beat Washington late, which they gave up early on their season. Yeah. You beat Oakland again. And the next game, you Kenny, lose read to it. Indy. You lose to 23-7. Indy. 23-7. The same team at home. They were home, and they lose 23-7 against the Colts. And now they're going on the road to face those same Colts. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, mean, I don't I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing it, too. And the one 
thing, the one proponent uh, on this Chiefs offense, like you said, Jamal Charles, Definitely. led the AFC in rushing for a second consecutive season, 19 touchdowns. He averaged 132 yards per game, which is just insane. Um, he had, in that game against Indy, 144 yards in total, 106 on the ground, 40 through the air, um, which is pretty much his average. So Jamal Charles kind of had an average game, you know, one of his Jamal Charles games uh, against Indy. So I think for me, the difference maker in this game has to be Alex Smith. Definitely. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and, that's a great point. And I think Dwayne Bowe is a lot, uh, very underrated in my opinion. Um, I think that he is going to have a big game. I think Alex Smith's going to have a big game. But, I mean, that's the only way that they're going to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Really yeah. quick, though, the other oh. thing that was the hallmark of the Chiefs early on when they went 9-0 and in the beginning of the season was their defense. And that defense hasn't been the same since Tom Bahali went down. And he's not going to play on uh, Sunday, Saturday. So Very good point, that's, Julian. That's a big, that's yeah. a big loss yeah. for them. That's a great point. Because he, he had ten over 10 sacks for a third time in his career. Uh, the last time they played in the playoffs, he had two – uh, he had two sacks, so he is him and Justin Houston, big part of that um, defense. Mm-hmm. Justin Houston, obviously, going to be a menace uh, that comes Saturday. But man, I mean, you look at these guys. You look at common opponents again. Indy eight and one against common opponents. They beat Denver. They beat Houston twice. Jacksonville twice. Oakland once. They did lose to San Diego. So then they beat Tennessee twice. So I don't know how much stock to put into that, but. The big win, obviously, they beat Denver once, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, you yeah. look at the Chiefs losing to the the Chargers and the Broncos twice. So we'll move on from this. We'll move it to the other AFC game that maybe is a little less interesting because I think the Chargers come into this one much hotter than the Bengals do. So, it, so if that's interesting to you, then that would be like a big kind of a big upset. I mean. The two games oh, yeah, last, they're on the road, so maybe might be an interesting game if you believe that the Chargers come in with the strength of the upset. Personally, I don't quite see them uh, uh, maybe pulling that off for me, but I kind of see this as a more lopsided win. I do agree with you that this is going to be the least interesting of the four games, but by agreeing with you, I don't think the Chargers are going to pull off you the upset. You think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have a lopsided victory over the Chargers? I don't know about lopsided, but I think they're gonna. I think they're going to win with uh, not with ease. That's not the word I'm looking for. But the, the game will never truly be in doubt. That's I, kind of how I, I view it as. I I don't know what it is, but I don't see it with the Bengals. I just I don't see it whatsoever. I okay. don't see it in Andy Dalton. Uh, Gio Bernard was a nice little spark plug this year. The defense has been great. But I don't see it with Andy Dalton. I, Even though I, they haven't lost at home this year? I, I know they haven't lost at home, and I know they're coming off two big wins against um, uh, Indy, San Diego, and Baltimore. That's three big wins over the past yeah. uh, five weeks. Dude, big but wins. But you look at San Never Diego. lost at home. It's going to be another cold one. San Diego, to me, has the best resume out of all the teams in the AFC Go in when you look at the last six weeks. They beat Kansas City. They beat they can't they beat Kansas City twice and they beat Denver and you couple that with the fact they only lost one game over the past six that was to Cincy seventeen ten this is a Chargers team that is incredibly hot you have Phil Rivers who's had success before in the playoffs obviously years ago but still yeah. the same person um, a good receiver in Keenan Allen good, a good, good offense rusher. yeah good, Ryan good, Matthews, good Matthews out of nowhere this year with twelve hundred yards. I really 
and Danny Woodhead has been a difference maker. I don't see how you can can't uh, count San Diego out of this game whatsoever. But guys, do you take into consideration at all that Kansas City had half of their stars out last week, and that's why they kind of came in so hot? And they didn't. Yeah, they didn't Matt. But they, but they yeah, were Matt, hot that's before a great that. Point. Matt, that's a that's great a terrible point, point because that's a great they were point. Kansas City had none of their starters. It has no. It has nothing to do I mean, with the it. Bengals, they barely beat the Chargers. Uh, had won four of five before that. That's what I'm saying. In, the Bengals come in blowing out the defending champs too, and the division rival. The 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 the, the, the Ravens the high Ravens high. are the worst defending champion I think I have ever seen <laughs> in six years. But they were also they playing were for terrible. their lives. They, they were lost Anquan Bolden. They're they, atrocious. They had everyone on the front. They had everyone going. Ray Kansas Rice City, has been playing for his Kansas life City all year, and he's been terrible. Andy Reid was eating during the game. You know, the like Ravens was, are awful. Not paying attention. Ravens are terrible. Really quick though. The, I mean, the Chargers are really lucky to be in, and they are so volatile week to week. Right, so I but have to agree, agree with Nolan. They were still Thank hot you, before that game. They'd won four of five games. I mean, what is that not hot? No, I don't it, understand. it was hot, but it was like an absolute scramble, like a scramble to right, like, right. sneak in by the skin of their but, teeth. But they, the point is they won four of five games right before the the Chiefs game. They did. So how can you knock them for playing the backups? I mean, they did. They ended up winning. And whether or not it Very was a, close. it was a if they beat big the, if they beat the Chiefs like forty to ten, then I'm like let's like let's go San Diego. I mean I mean if they just destroyed them, but I mean I mean they they were really they struggling have the longest winning backups. streak actively in the AFC. All I'm saying, Phil okay. Rivers, uh, the sixth player in NFL history to register five four thousand yard seasons. He has been unbelievable uh, in this season. And the Bengals they've won their past three against the Chargers. If you wanna. If you want to look at that, the Chargers still hold the uh, record, the record of choice in the overall series, nineteen to thirteen. Both teams beat Indy. Both teams lost to Miami. Those are the two kind of opponents here. So it comes down to the fact that, to, to me, well, not doesn't come down to this, but Bengals are five and eleven in the playoffs, and the Chargers are ten and sixteen in their in their uh, franchise history. I, again, I am not going to bear down and and or back down and not pick a team that's won five of six games coming into the playoffs with an experienced quarterback, two good running backs, and a resume like theirs beating the Chiefs twice. They beat the Chiefs. They did beat the Chiefs twice. Okay. (laughs) And they beat the Broncos. The first time, the starters were in. The second time, they weren't. But they beat them twice, and they beat Peyton Manning. And to me, we know, Nolan, you know that it's always the hot team that goes and makes a run in the playoffs. You know this. It could be. It could be. I just don't know if this they've is won the five or six games and they have the longest go on that. active streak right. in the AFC. Okay. I to me, well, they're the team to pick this week. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, you you make very valid points, and you know, may, maybe it won't be as surprising to see the Chargers win. But I just, I don't know. I've just never had too much faith in them. I've seen them just struggle in the past. In the playoffs, uh, you know, it'll come up short a lot of times, and um, really, because the Bengals are five and eleven in their playoff. Yeah, history. I know, I know, but I, maybe maybe it's because the Jets usually were the ones facing the Chargers or <laughs> however it was. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it'll uh, be the Bengals. Never lost at home. It's gonna be a cold day. Uh, see how it goes. But uh, you make good points. Chargers also don't have Nate Caden kicking for them anymore. So there you <laughs> go. That's right. Ryan <laughs> he Matt- was the most miserable kicker. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. We'll leave on this one. Ryan Matthews, the first Charger to rush for 1,200 yards since LT in 2007. Should be a good one between Phil Rivers and Andy Dalton. And both of us think it's going to be lopsided. But, you know, Just different for, for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get to, Let's get to our picks. Let's look into the crystal ball. 
for some weekly NFL predictions. Ah, uh, yes. Real the, quick, explain the point system. The the menacing music here. It's all business, no, no fun. Uh, the point system. We're going to rank confidence points. You're going to rank from one to four. What game you're most confident in. Uh, most confident will go four. Least confident, one. If you get the game, you get the points. All right, let's start with Kansas City and Indianapolis Saturday at 4.30. I am going with the Alex Smiths. I'm going with the Chiefs. I know that the Indianapolis Colts have lost previously. But I'm going to put this one at two confidence points. Right, I'm going to give the Colts, uh, I'm going to have the Colts winning at home, uh, give it three confidence points. Yeah, I'll agree with Nolan. I'll, I'll give the Colts three confidence points. Uh, they've done me right all season in pick'em, so uh, I have to back them up here. And Mr. Matt Morrow, absent. I think he took a little, little bathroom break. I don't know where he went, but we'll get his picks in just a second. We'll move on to the night game on Saturday. The Chiefs, or excuse me, the Saints and the Eagles. And another Tough matchup to pick, Nolan. I'm going to go here with the Eagles. Three confidence points. Nick Foles. I don't think you can find a better, uh, just a better story than what Nick Foles has done this year. I'm believing in him. Okay. Right, that's a good point. I'm going to go uh, two confidence points for the Saints. Uh, I think the Eagles are very fortunate. Romo was out for the finale or else they wouldn't even be here. So uh, give, give me the Saints. Two confidence points. Good. Uh, I'm least sure about this game. Uh, there's a lot of variables. That's why we opened the show with it. Give me the Eagles. One confidence point. Ooh, all right. This is, you know, I like the Eagles pick, and mainly because the Saints are incredibly overrated. And Drew Brees <laughs> is great, but besides that, there's nothing. Pierre Thomas might even play. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Man, I, I don't know about the Saints, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. We'll get Matt Morrow here. This is whenever, oh, he, comes, he, whenever he comes back. He, he actually has Philly over New Orleans with four confidence points. Four confidence points. Wow. I like that one. Wow. We'll move Matt on Morrow. to San Diego and Cincinnati at 1 o'clock on Sunday. We already know who both of our us are picking. I have the Chargers. Nolan has the Bengals. Julian, you have. I have the Bengals four confidence points. Bam. Give me the Bengals four confidence points. I got one confidence point, and I got the San Diego Superchargers. Sunday at 440, it's the Niners, it's the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers is going down, and Kenny Ducey is putting four confidence points on the San Francisco 49ers. See, it's funny, Kenny. We're both switched. Uh, I only have one confidence point. That the Packers will win, but you made some great points about San Fran before. They could be very dangerous, but give me the pack with one point. I just think that Aaron Rodgers brings a different dimension to this Packers team, but the San Francisco 49ers are a cold weather team. It's very, it's an interesting paradox. Thank give you. me them, give me the pack, uh, the 49ers, two confidence points. Matt Morrow's got Green Bay over San Fran with one confidence point, point. and the Bengals over the Chargers, three confidence points. How about Kansas City and Indianapolis? He's got Indy over Kansas with two points. Two points on the Colts. Look at the season standings real quick. Just to see who we're playing with here. Bobby Goobin won the regular season at 45 and 25. Well, he was a fantasy guy. He should have won that. He was. Mac Rosenberg just behind him at 34 and 26, right on his tail. I was 30 and 24. Didn't get on. You know, he was. He didn't put me on a lot of shows because he was scared I was going to catch up to him. Uh, you 
were just. You, wait, wait. Uh, before we end the show, I want to tell you why my picks were so low. Because I actually picked yeah. upset. You were twenty right? and thirty. Because I actually picked upset. I picked upset. I, I did. I did this show for like ten weeks. I picked the Cardinals. And every single one was I a legit upset. I picked the Cardinals upset. over the Seahawks. I could easily show. be thirty and twenty. I picked the Cardinals over the Seahawks. Okay. Last show. I'm just. That's just my little. Friend. And we didn't actually count upsets in here, no one, By the way. No. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We, we did. Fact, we factored all the upsets in, and just for the listeners listening. Um, the wins, uh, whoever wins pick em will be based on percentage because, you know, not everybody was on the show an even amount of time. Yeah, you need like That's a minimum Julian. of like 15 no, picks, right? Don't be, don't be Julian, no. Uh, Bobby Gubin will definitely win it. Pick em, what's pick em Saturdays? I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. Oh, standings, okay. Yeah, so Julian, since. Uh, week 11. Week 11. 23 and 13. Impressive, Julian. I'm, I'm happy. Happy boy, Nick Legerfo, three and two. Oh, I don't know what that says. That was not a, not a good showing for Nick. Uh, all right, that'll wrap up the show. Well, you know, we'll, we'll thank DJ at seven and ten, uh, Matt at twenty-eight and thirty-one, Sean Cohen was eight and nine, uh, Pat Burns, who just called in all the time, was twenty-five and twenty. Never, I, well, he he just he was uh, he was he was helping out a little bit producing, and then he he, he was just a picker. I think this week this year, <laughs> <laughs> that's what his title was. Um, for, for all of us here, from all of us here at NFL Friday, we wish you a very happy new year. We hope it's going well. Enjoy wild card football this weekend. Enjoy. This has been one-on-one's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.